Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. All we do is talk about food. We've just been doing it for so long. It's hard to remember a time when we didn't have uh, little bobbles of of sound chatter about around. food chatter little about bobbles food of chatter about food and then, uh, also trash washing oh my goodness that's <clears> a we good got that too picture and, uh, of jambalaya chirashi sushi chirashi sushi right there chirashi even wrote it down chirashi so, yeah. sushi you keep practicing that tom chirashi sushi well there are a lot of things that i have prepacked uh have like this one you ready and I'll do it very quickly, uh, but this is something I knew how to do when I was about five years old, maybe a little younger than that. You okay, ready? What's that? And I'm, I'm going to give it a top speed. Please. Ba 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 dang a dang dang a ding a dong ding blue moon blue moon blue moon dip 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 wa wa wa. That's fascinating, Tom. Thank you. You know what's funny? What? I talk about our buffet or buffet of a show this is this is spiraling toward buffet in uh-huh. my opinion but yep. anyway um i always talk about the banana pudding banana vanilla pudding. wafer dish of the day yeah and i am as we talk <clears throat> sitting here looking at a magazine i picked up when i went to the store at rouse's and guess what is featured <clears throat> bananas <clears throat> no look oh it is three dishes of banana pudding <laughs> with oh. vanilla wafers lining it. Although I have to say, the picture in the Rouse's magazine this week or month, whatever it is, um, is is definitely what you would call a 2020 version of the sad little banana pudding, vanilla wafer, cafeteria style dishes that I'm talking about. This is in a lovely glass. One of those elevated goblet type of glasses with the banana pudding and the vanilla wafers in their usual spot. Did Emerald uh, get involved in this? No? <laughs> <clears throat> it's weird, though, <clears throat> because that's exactly what these things that I've been throwing out are. They are the banana pudding. Yeah, well, he had some vanilla in Hawaii. dishes of the day. He was in Hawaii, and I was with he him. He does a banana cream cake, doesn't he? It's a pie. Oh, banana cream and, pie, that's and, his signature thing. And it when you shove it in his face, it stays in his face. It was really something to see. Tom, who's, who shoved a banana cream pie in Emerald's face? Emerald. Well, some of the guys in Hawaii who were just having a lot of fun. They shoved a 
banana cream pie and everything. Yeah, because the, the word was that it was so rich that you wouldn't be able to stand it. He got a kick <laughs> out of it. Of oh, you course. know what else is in this magazine? Oh, sorry, what? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. He got no, a kick it was out a big it. hit to everybody, and the guys in Hawaii, okay. uh, they were really making a big fuss over it. But nobody cares because you're having a good time. So what? All right. So do you remember we were talking? I think Allie was in with us that day. Do you remember we were talking about this new frozen cheesecake that's going to be that was being introduced to the market? It's called Cotton Blues. Cotton Blues. And it's a it's a cafe in Hattiesburg, Mississippi called Cotton Blues. And huh. so they apparently were so famous for their cheesecake and everyone loved the cheesecake so much that they decided to start marketing it outside of the restaurant. And it is now marketed in supermarkets as a frozen cheesecake. And I remember thinking, I saw the picture of this cheesecake, and it's it's stunningly beautiful. I believe that. I mean, so much so that I want to drive to Mississippi and go to Cotton Blues to try the cheesecake on the hoof there. But I'm looking at the picture because they have a feature about it in the Rouse's magazine. And it's it's just a gor- that's a gorgeous cheesecake. That is a gorgeous cheesecake. Oh gosh, and and afterwards it's you just It's a frozen cheesecake. You wouldn't be able to find the uh the uh <clears throat> It's a it's a frozen cheesecake and I have to say that I am maybe going to go get one of those because why not because it's beautiful did anybody that heard the show that day go and seek out the cotton blues frozen cheesecake i'm sure it's not cheap i'm i'm quite sure that it's got a nice price tag to it i'm going to see if they have actually what it goes for at the store but this is a stunningly beautiful cheesecake and I, uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go search it out myself. If anyone did do that already from the last time we mentioned this on the show, I'd really like to hear if it was as good as it looks because it looks really great. It looks really great. They don't have the price in here. Anyway, I'd also like that if you bought one of those cheesecakes, how much was it? Because I'm sure it's not cheap. Mm. Well, there's not a lot of real expensive ingredients in there, so. Uh, well, I know, but if it's if it's being shipped, if it has you, you to, you have a high-priced person. Yeah, doing if they it. have to yeah. go through the trouble to package it, to get it shipped there, to have it frozen, <clears throat> then I'm sure that the price that you would get for the frozen version of this is uh, far exceeding the one that you would get if you just got a slice at the Cotton Blues Cafe. I'm sure somebody must have done that. So I would like to know. Give us a call if you did. 260-6368. I like to uh, look through this Rouse's Magazine because I just went to the store and picked up something, and I always grab that magazine on the way out the door, and so I'm just sort of looking through it now. Because What's the name of it? It's the Rouse's Magazine. Oh, the Rouse's Magazine. It's essentially kind of like an inside thing where they wow. have, they have you used to do some writing for them, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I wrote uh, five or six of them yeah. over the years. And they uh, they always put these almost ridiculous uh, drawings of me on there. Mm. But I'm easily uh, amused. 
Yeah. Or, or you are. <laughs> demused, maybe I should say. No, yeah. But uh, but I always like writing for them. Yeah. They also have a picture of uh, of Heavenly Hash. Ah. Which we are seeing in the stores already, right? I mean, it's Easter time, so that means you're seeing stuff in the stores already. Yeah, but do you... The Elmer's versions of all of the popular Easter eggs. Oh, they're everywhere. It'll be Easter the, before you know you it. You wouldn't believe the percentage of East, of uh, Elmer's candies spread across the whole country. You the world. It's, it's global, isn't it? It, it is. And mm. they have been very, very successful. I can't imagine. Same old stuff. But I can't imagine, though, <clears throat> that Elmer's Easter eggs would be popular in a place that takes Easter seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we don't. I mean, Easter is, like, in, in a Central European country, I would imagine that Easter has a lot more meaning than it does here. Here it's about Easter egg hunts and bunnies and all that kind of stuff. But in a place like that that's very Catholic, I would imagine that it's a little bit different. Anyway, it's just a little thought. Easter eggs out there. I looked at, I passed, when I was leaving the store today, I passed a display of Reese's peanut butter easter eggs which used to be a staple for jude when he was a kid but i i had to eventually give it up and stop sending him easter eggs and i think that wasn't too long ago i think i stopped when he was about 24 he loves he loves peanut butter cups well it's been said that everybody likes uh, actually i I used to like the Reese's, and I do. I mean, if you if you gave me a Reese's peanut butter cup, I would not turn it away for sure. But um, I've started making my own peanut butter cups with the dark chocolate from Trader Joe's, and I like those a lot better. The um, the Easter eggs that I think are probably the most popular are the gold bricks. Oh, everybody loves those. Whenever we've had the people who the used Elmer's to come people. over from yeah. from DH Homes, of course, they're not even there no, anymore. From from Elmer's, you mean? From Elmer's, and but yeah, that's uh-huh. they use the name a couple of different ways. But the um, it, it was something Elmer's that, Easter eggs. It was something you uh, people would get together and argue with one another as to what was the right way to make them. Poor Tom. Tom. Yes, poor Tom. Why? Because, What's, what, about Tom? Because, <laughs> because you always got the cheap version of everything. You didn't have gold yeah. bricks, did you? You had those cream-filled Easter eggs from Elmer's, didn't you? Sure, we you ate all of that You didn't stuff. have the gold bricks, though, did you? Uh, you got not, the cream-filled ones. Not a whole lot. You got the walnut cream-filled and, uh, Easter eggs. And there's also... Uh, My family from the rich side of town got the... <clears throat> Got the gold bricks. Ah, that should take care of everything. <laughs> I joke about that because I, I came from Westgate out in Kenner by Peak BMW. <clears throat> As you ah, can see, excellent. that is not exactly what you'd call the rich side of town. <laughs> but we did have gold bricks because my parents knew better than to not give us, or excuse me, the Easter, the Easter bunny <clears throat> <laughs> knew better uh, yeah. than to not give us. Uh, chocolate. Well, I don't know. A lot of kids l- like a lot of chocolate. No, I mean you we know. used to we used to eat that kind of 
of uh, milk chocolate chocolate and love it. You know what else I saw when I was coming out of a store last no, tell week? Me. Speaking of peanut butter. Yeah. It is Girl Scout cookie time. It certainly is. And they and were out they selling their cookies. And I what's your favorite what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Oh, uh, I like those mint. Uh, mint. You like uh, the thin mints. Thin mints, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And then they had another one, and I, it's it's very narrow, and it has some something like chocolate, but also something like uh, peanut butter. Or no, something the, like I like the peanut butter pat. Not the, yeah, is it peanut butter patties or the tagalongs? They were called tagalongs for a while, and I think they went back to peanut butter patties. But um, those are just you inhale them and uh i think that the the thin mint is the most popular one i think they sell more of those than anything and i actually don't think the peanut butter patties are second i think there's something in between there i mean i don't remember what their what their exact uh tallies were on that but for me it's all about the peanut butter patty. I do like thin mints, though, but not not nearly as much as the peanut butter patties. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We are talking about just about every imaginable thing out well, there. And Most that's, recently, that's the nature of Girl food. Scout cookies, which we'd love to take a call about. If you have something to say about Girl Scout cookies, do you buy them still? I do. Are you? They come over to my are studios. Are you wooed by Girl Scout cookies? Uh, being sold outside of your favorite supermarket. I can't help it. I love the girl, uh, Girl Scouts. Yes, the Girl Scouts. Because we had a lot of fun with them. Yes, we did. We definitely yeah. did. Uh, but the, it is, it's Girl Scout cookie time, and I was yeah. wondering what your favorite Girl Scout cookie was. Also, your favorite Easter egg. If you get the Elmer's Easter eggs, what's your favorite Easter egg? I used to, like I say, I used to like the peanut butter cups, but now it's, it's, once you feel like, well, most people would not bother with this, but I am, because I know that I can control what's in it. So if I get the pure chocolate and I get the peanut butter from Fresh Market that I actually, um, I guess press, I don't know, what would you say? extract from the peanuts themselves, crush the peanuts in the peanut butter crusher where you make the all-natural peanut butter that comes right out of the peanuts. That's what I do when I want to make those peanut butter cups, and so they are as pure as can be for that. And uh, I like them a lot better than the commercial varieties, which doesn't surprise me because, you know, it's just better. And it's better if you make them yourself, although most people would not bother to do that. 2606368 is the number. The other banana pudding question on the table today is restaurants that have particular clientels. Do mm. you go into it's like Special. Cheers. Cheers. It's like Cheers. Remember the mm-hmm. Cheers bar? It was like a little uh-huh. community there. Yeah. And I'm sure that people who went into the Cheers bar, I mean that's the fake bar of course, but something like that, you you know it's like you're not you're not there i mean you're there but you're not in the group mm-hmm. it's kind of like when we would wander into restaurants in italy for example we would be in some obscure neighborhood or any place else oh, that we've ever traveled 
and we would be the only really far away tourists there, and everybody else would be local. It was um, an exercise in being sort of um, <clears throat> not part of the group. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. These are all burning questions for you. Yeah, well, you know, to... some, we got to use them on somebody. It's the food show, really, and uh, here we are waiting to talk to you about whatever is cooking over at your house. Two six zero six three six eight. We have just been accused of not having enough uh, uh, different sorts of things in the second half of the show. <laughs> uh, but we're not quite sure. I, I, this is something I, I haven't thought about lately, but it, I, it, it ran Doug, right. Aren't you glad we're here and not there? Go right, ahead. right uh, just uh, right in front of my face. And it was um, a little place in Mississippi. Uh, I'm going to say somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 30, 30 miles outside of... Uh, are you talking about the Cotton Blues place? Yeah, close enough. Okay, uh, what are you talking this about? This is, uh, there's a little town there called Coffee Center. And it, from one end to the other, it's 24 miles, says here. And, um, and what you do with it <clears throat> is uh, you go inside and you can get coffee or you can get a... a, a uh, you can get a cookie. You can get a whole bunch of things. And you can, for the most part, tire yourself or just just bring yourself back. And uh, they have two signs, two signs on the way in. One of them says, welcome to computer. Uh, no, no, no. Coffee. A coffee center. Uh, and the next uh, sign you see after that is, Goodbye. We will miss you here at Coffee Center. Mm-hmm. And that's all. That's it. That's the whole program. Mm. I always thought that was terrific. Worth a trip there. Really? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I highly recommend Don't follow it. Tom's <clears throat> travel advice. He once drove to Des Moines, Iowa just to be bored. I did twice. twice. You did it twice, did twice. Tom? Yeah. You did it twice. I sure did. <gasps> oh, wow. I couldn't stand not to. What <clears throat> could I say? You drove to Des Moines, Iowa twice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The it's first worse one, than I thought, folks. My, Mike is here, so let's get him in on this. <laughs> oh, on bless this. you, Mike. Hey, Mike, uh, Iowa. Uh, Des Moines, oh. Iowa. Yeah. yeah. That's not what he yeah, called yeah. for. Hello, Mike. Okay. Here he is. I'm curious. I'm curious. Did you uh, get a diagnosis for your cough? Did uh, I get it? Oh. Is, <clears throat> it is the thing going around. <clears throat> mm. The doctor was well, not alarmed at all. My wife and I, I know this is a food show, not a medical show, but my <laughs> wife and I cough a lot because of allergies. Uh-huh. But going, going back about 10 years ago, I was on a coughing jag that literally lasted for months. Uh-huh. And I, I'm telling you, they ran me through all kinds of tests. They put they had a C-scan down, everything. Yeah. And after it was all done and it all came back negative, my doctor says to me, well, it's one of two things. You even have having a reaction to one of your medications or you got acid reflux and you don't know it. Mm-hmm. And I went on Nexium and it changed my life. Oh, really? I'm just, okay. I mean, just, I stopped coughing within days. Really? After having huh. cough, after having cough for a couple of months in a row, you know. Well, so just something to I consider, know I know? know where this started, and then I knew how it got going again, and uh, and so I went to make sure that there was nothing really wrong, 
And he said, okay, I'm going to give you an antibiotic because you could be having an inflammatory response to the coughing and the gunk that's been in there. And so uh, so he gave me two things, which I'm going to start this evening. So we'll see. Yeah. My wife has a lot of trouble with sinus infections. Uh-huh. And because of that, she's clearing her throat a lot and coughing a lot. Not yeah. so much me. me. Me, it's more. I didn't have problem with allergies until I moved to the North Shore. <laughs> Uh-huh. But there's so much green space over here, so much pollen in the air. Yeah. I don't know how anybody gets by. But yeah. going back to uh, your, your questioning about the type of uh, clientele a restaurant draws. Yes. I think, the first, I think the first time I realized things had changed was quite a few years ago when Philip Lopez opened his original restaurant route. Uh-huh. We didn't get there until it had been open for a while maybe a year or two. Okay. And my wife and I were in there eating, and, you know, we, we at the time we were really into the little tasting menus and creating your own yeah. tasting menus, you know, being there for, in a long, for a long period. And while we were there, a table next to us, it was like six younger people. They came in, and they ordered cocktails, and it looked like they ordered appetizers. Mm-hmm. And they were there for maybe an hour, an hour and 15 minutes, something like that, and they were gone. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was so peculiar that somebody would tie up a table on a Saturday night at a restaurant to order cocktails and an appetizer. Mm-hmm. And I realized now that at that point, well, one thing, the restaurant wasn't completely full, so I guess they figured, you know, a table's a table. But I realized that the, the dynamics of eating out were, were now changing at that point because there was a time that you would be expected to order a full meal and to have a complete bill to occupy a table at a desirable restaurant on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And what year I was just, that? It was, I don't know. He's been he, That restaurant's been closed for a while. I guess that goes back. I don't know, about seven or eight years ago. I think we had been together two or three years at that point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was probably, it was definitely post-Katrina. It was probably like 2012, 2013, somewhere mm-hmm. around that. But that was my only initiation to the dynamic that you refer to quite frequently now about how people are playing by different rules when they go to restaurants, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then well, it's, another, it's... another... Go ahead, what? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you, you're talking about how, um, uh, what's the restaurant, Severn? Peppermill. The old, yeah, the one that used to be tagged as an old people's restaurant was La Cuisine yeah. on Harrison Avenue. Uh, La Cuisine, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they certainly were, but that was another place that was really good. Uh-huh. It, never, they... it, never bo- it never bothered me being there. I mean, it really uh-huh. did. No. Now, I'll... I, I'll say this: for me to really pay attention to what's going on in the, in the periphery is is pretty much the exception for me. Because one of the main reasons I don't like Alfresco is I like to be isolated from externals when I'm dining out. You know, I, I, I'm interested in what's going on at the table with my companion, companions, and what's on the table and the wine. You know, I try to block out as much of what's going on around me as possible. Now, sometimes you're going to notice it. I mean, it's just not possible not to to be aware of certain things. What but restaurant is this like... you're talking about? He's talking no, about I'm all just of talking his dining about in experiences. Oh, okay. Just in general. 
Like, I know Marianne loves eating outside, okay? I don't particularly like eating outside because I don't want all the distractions associated with eating outside. No, we certainly don't want that. Well, you have to remember. Dining dining out is a sacrament for me, you know? Me too. (laughs) And sometimes I uh, have to get my uh, brow anointed. Yeah, well, it's not for me. Um, It's not for me. It's not to say I don't love food. I do love food too much, really. But um, but it's 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 just kind of I think a very individual thing as to what components each person uses to comprise a dining experience. You know. Well, and, I mean, and we, I obviously, very- we obviously we we obviously eat out for more than just eating. I mean. The social component of it is a big, big part of it, without a doubt. Yeah. But, again, you know, unless people are being particularly obnoxious, what they're doing is really, you know, of little interest to me, to be honest with you. Now, I do think the interaction between the, the, the patron and the, and the server is, is, is really critical because the best servers know how to be attentive without being intrusive. And right. that's that's a that's – a very great skill as a server. If you know how to know what's going on without being too much in the in the people's you know face while they're trying to enjoy themselves, right. then that that's a great balance there. It really is, you know. The thing that drives Tom the craziest is when a server comes back to the table and says, "How is that tasting?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is I don't a know little... why, but it drives him insane. Oh, uh, I, I, how are you? Was... How 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 are you guys doing? You know. <laughs> And, and there was one, another one that's been new, but this lady has moved on, uh, and that's when the waiter comes over and uh, the customer says, uh, could I possibly get another loaf of bread and butter? And she says, you got it. it, it that was always the same. You got it. If you go to well, Pardo's, Mike, you'll probably run into her. As a matter of fact, if you dine on the North Shore as much as we know you do, then you probably have run into Brianne. <clears throat> Brianne? I don't know many of them by name. We got she's, one little guy that waits on us every time we go to Pardo's. Oh. Uh, it's a guy, you said? Yeah, it's a young uh-huh. guy that, that okay. takes care of us. Over well, you'll recognize Brianne as Brianne the next time you're at Pardo's. She's a lovely young lady and is incredibly serious about what she does, and um, and you you would notice her. So when you notice quick, her, tell her hello for us. We love her. Two, two, two quick. quick North Shore restaurants. The uh, biker bar, I'm, I'm assuming you were referring to as Ruby's, right? No, I don't Ruby's even know what that is. You don't know where Ruby's Red House is? No. Oh, right when Florida turns into 190, right past... Uh, oh, no. all those guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope, that's not it. It's yeah, the Abita Brew what, what, what biker bar were you talking about? I'm curious. The Abita Cafe. Wait, what's the one in Abita? The Abita... The one, the one uh, right there tucked away by the trailhead in Abita. You're talking about the, the operation the brewery runs? The, the Abita? It's not the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the Abita Cafe because that's down the street. It's the Abita. Yeah. Is it Brew Pub? Yeah, I think it's Abita Brew Pub. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know that to be a, a biker hangout. I really wasn't well, aware of that. Well, it might not be. We haven't been in 10 years. So, But yeah, I would well, say that one of those... Usually, when that sort of thing gets going, it just goes. So I would imagine they're still there. You know, 
I got they have some okay. uh, singers there who are die who really are uh, uh, good beyond good. They're they're uh, opera singers. opera p- yeah. quality. Yeah. Not at the Abita Brew Pub. What, Mike? Where, which one? Where are they at? The, the it's in the singers? middle of the it's in the middle of the old. Uh, 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 on the North Shore, Tom. North Shore, in uh, yeah, at, at a in a bit of spring. There's Beaver. there's there are opera people singing. Yeah, opera singers, like two or three okay. at a time. They don't do it all the time, but when they show up, it's a big big deal around there. In a bit of spring, right. right in the middle. The final the final the final question is: What's the latest on the La Provence project? You know, it's funny that you asked that. La Provence. I just Irish. talked to them the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're running a little behind, as is characteristic of, you know, construction, and uh, will not be opening for a la carte anything for a while. Uh, hoping to be in in May June, but um, for the for the weddings, I mean, they're 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 focusing on their events because they've got a big one coming up. So they've been doing they've been doing stuff, but it's just for friends and family. So did the they, actual did they a co- one. Did, hmm? did they did they build the cottages yet? The cottages oh, gosh, at the no. 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 Okay. Oh no, that's right. that's that's down the road. They've okay. got to get open first. They've got to get their uh, their brunch going, and that's down the road. They're, they're pouring yeah, a lot of that. money into that place. Well, I thought the business model was that in order to have the receptions and catered events, a big draw would be that you could stay on the premises without having to leave, like that night or whatever. You know? Yeah. Well, they, so I, now, I didn't know. I thought the cottages were going to be integral to what they were trying to do over there. Well, probably they, yes. But I, when you say building cottages, I didn't know. I maybe just mis, misheard you. Um, they're not building any new cottages. They are renovating them. And, yes, you're probably right that they'll be on when, when they start doing stuff. Yes. Big, big you. project. Okay. We, I, they took me around, uh, and we inspected all of it, and it, uh, it looks promising. I hope uh, that somebody can bring the oysters. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I think that was it. it was yeah, oysters ooh, 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 la la. I wouldn't anticipate right. that, Tom. Oh, what a dish. Different guy, hear, different place. I hear, what? I hear the music. I hear the music. All right. Bye, Mike. Thanks. Bye. 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 I'll be back. Oh, hi. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmaurice, just wasting time. Uh, but uh, glad to be having a little bit of fun with all the other fun people here at the studio. Uh, we have Mary. Uh, Mary. Mary. Uh, <laughs> Mary uh, <clears throat> Ann is here. And we knew you would be here today because we wouldn't have anybody to, to get up there and say, yeah. Uh, yeah. And to call. Uh, have you been enjoying the program today? No, it seems I, to me I, that you have, and I know I have. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. 260-6368. Yep. There nice it is. have some calls. Yeah, we've had we've a pretty good... We've been spoiled lately. Yeah, I know. It's really been different. Yeah. So it's tough to go back well, to not having any. Yeah, it could be. It's like if you... You know, if you don't ever get any calls, then you get used to it. But now we're used to getting calls. It's it's sad. And then calls that we <laughs> thought we had, we are bringing out to other people, which makes no sense at all. It's what, what we have, though, more than anything else is a stack, a, a stack? stack of those goblet, glass goblet dishes of banana pudding with vanilla wafers. We have a whole stack of it. Huh? 
the questions were, do you like Creole cream cheese? Oh, do uh-huh. you eat it? Where do you get it? By the way, we were told Dorignac's yeah. makes it fresh every day, <clears throat> which figures. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If ever there was a Nolens kind of place, that's it. Dorignac's it. makes have it fresh every day. Creole very cream exotic cheese. things, too, and it's uh, always a good store. It always has been. The other questions were, what yeah. is your favorite Girl Scout cookie? What is your favorite Easter egg? Yeah, we already Elmer's gave Easter these egg. answers. but uh, Well, we did, but the, the people out there, I was kind of yeah. curious to yeah. see if they, see what they like. concurred with our opinions on these things. I, I, I like those. Uh, 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 they're sort of minty and they're chocolate at the same time. Yes. Yeah, so what, what, what was your favorite sad little egg that you used to eat for Easter, Tom? Was it the walnut cream or the... Oh well, the uh, vanilla cream yeah, or the strawberry like were, were, cream. They were pathetic. Uh, hmm. you know, I think some... the I think the walnut was absolutely the outer limit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's you know not everybody can get their upper <laughs> desires. <laughs> did you did you ever think you know there's got to be something better than this? Oh no, then this this is what I live for. No, no, no. This you mean the show? Yes, of course you do. But I mean the Easter eggs. Did you ever eat those Easter eggs and go, Oh come on, there's gotta be something better than this? <laughs> like like I we had an Easter basket with yeah. those once and there was such a furor from the recipients that the Easter bunny didn't dare bring those the next year. Oh? Hmm. How did that get started? We were we were a gold brick and heavenly hash family. Although they did, they did sometimes, and I kind of like this. Remember those Stuckies rolls? Yeah. They were pecans, and they had caramel, and they had some kind of white nougat. Although it's not really yeah. nougat, it's they, fake. It's, it's fake still American out nougat. There. Oh, it, thank you, Doug. It, it's and it's still there all over the country. Well, actually, there's very few Stuckies still around. Take a look. No, there's very few Stuckies. Right. I think there's one between here and D.C. I want to say it's in Georgia, but um, it, they used to be everywhere. I when know, the interstate absolutely. highway system came in, it's almost like they put a Stuckies every couple of miles. But and I used to like those pecan logs, and yeah. they had there was a there's a an Easter egg that's just like the pecan logs. I guess it's called a pecan Easter egg. I don't know. But it's well, it's got that same, it might as well be a piece of a Stuckey's pecan log. I used uh, to eat those. I like those. Also, I've seen it more often pronounced Stuckey's, believe it or not. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know what the story is on that. I'll bet you there's somebody listening to us who would straighten Is the Oracle on this? How many Stuckey's remain in the United know, we'll States now? Who can who can uh, find out? Oh, but Tom, it's we, your time. Stephen, yeah. where are you? I told Stephen if he's going to call the show, he has to call it exactly four 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 four. I mean it. We have we mean uh, <laughs> we're not joking. But he doesn't do it. He was doing it for a while, and now he doesn't do it anymore. Oh well. I'm gonna look it up myself then, Doug. I want to know if there are any stuckies, any you know. stuckies left in the United States. Doug usually has this ready and rolling. I don't usually have to do this myself. <clears throat> Wait, they do have them. Ah, 
Hallelujah. They do have them, and they have their famous, there they are, the pecan logs. The mm-hmm. log, the pecan logs. They're right there. A big picture of them. Anyway, let's see how many locations there are of Stuckies. Um, oh, find a Stuckies. There we go. All right, so let's see where they are still. I do remember stopping at one fairly, like in the last 10 years. There are 115 locations still. Still? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's what I Three thought. right wow. near us, none in our state here. Most of them are Mississippi. In Mississippi. Okay, so it was probably Mississippi then that I, I stopped there. In Mississippi. That makes sense. I wonder where they originated, Doug. Uh, Doug do, you, uh, do you know that? Where they started? Is it a Mississippi-based operation? I don't know, but I have a recollection of driving from New Orleans to Chicago and we and it was always no matter where you were along this road you always had those roadside they looked like like the size of convenience stores they looked no, too they were big. much bigger than that is it and, a was it a blue roof stucky's blue roof yeah something like that i think they even used that in their ad campaign hmm. but if we ever did travel by road and that was not something we did very often i did like to stop at a stucky's <clears throat> well, it wasn't very my family didn't travel. Yeah, very I could live without that. I think. I think. <laughs> huh? Sylvia. My <laughs> Sylvia. Sylvia, welcome. Hey y'all. Hey. I hey, just y'all. wanted to tell you. I just wanted to tell you. You can get Stucky's pecan logs at Balestra's. Oh grocery yeah. Store, Balestra's grocery store in Belchase. They got a little stand with Stucky's pecan logs. No kidding. What's yeah, the name really? of it again? I know st- I had Stuckies. Is it V with a is it Colestras? B B A L E S T R A. That's the main oh, grocery store in Belchase. Is it okay. okay? Oh, that place. I know they they actually have a restaurant in there, or no. they used to. Did they? Yeah, I think well, so. Well, they, they make their own. They have a little sushi, old sushi uh, counter there that where you can see them making the the sushi. Do they the have Chirashi sushi? Yeah. I don't know. I don't eat sushi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. But it is fun to say. Try saying it. Chirashi sushi. Yeah. Is it sriracha, Boy, like sriracha sauce? Chirashi? Chirashi yeah. sushi. Chirashi sushi. Wait, chirashi sushi. There we go again. <laughs> I'll let y'all go. But, yeah, take a ride to Balestras and you can get your Stucky's pecan bar. Okay. That's All good right. to know. Thank you very much. I appreciate okay. it. Bye. Take Four. care. Bye. Four. Too late, Tom. Your four, four, four is over. Let's go uh, to George. Ah, uh, I missed it. <clears throat> George? Missed it by one. Huh? Oh, wait, it's not George. Oh, oh. Ah. <laughs> Georgia. See, I think that's where I got the last. You know, I don't even know that I actually did get it. I think I think I might have just wanted to get it, and then I said I don't eat that kind of stuff anymore. You know what's really kind of taken the place of Stuckies? No, tell us. The Cracker Barrel. Ooh, you can have that one. No, but the Cracker Barrel is kind of the same business model as Stuckies. I can imagine that. Now, I don't think you could <laughs> eat at a Stuckies. Could you sit down? Away. Could you sit down and eat at a Stuckies, or was it just a takeout no, sure. kind of thing? It, it was very a very short menu. It looks like okay, everything is pecan bread. Or no, no. Do, no. Does anybody remember Stuckies? If you could eat at a Stuckies, I don't. I know that. I mean, I. 
The only time I ever went to a Stuckey's was with my family, and there were a bunch of people piled into a car, and we didn't have much money, so we couldn't just go into a restaurant and eat like that. And we didn't take many road trips. I mean, we might have taken two or three in my whole life um, <clears throat> back then. So um, I, I don't think that we would ever, the subject of actually eating at a Stuckey's would ever have come up in my family. But if you went to a Stuckey's and ate there, uh, I'd like to know that you did, that you could eat there. Cracker Barrel, on the other hand, has a lot of the same elements of Stuckey's where you can go. Okay, well, let's see. Mike. Yes, I heard you talking about Cracker Barrel. Yes. I have a trivia question for you. All right, hit us. Where was the first, the original Cracker Barrel? Ooh. Boy, I have no idea. Where was it? I want to say Tennessee. Tennessee? You're, uh, that, look, Marianne, you're right on it. You're right. Was it Tennessee? Actually, it's in Lebanon, Tennessee. Okay. It seems like the kind of place that would originate in Tennessee. God, I'm good. I have no prizes, but I'm so good I surprise myself. Very <laughs> good. Great. Have hey, you... look, the only reason why I say that is I went to a I went to a private school in Tennessee and uh one of the founders of Cracker Barrel was one of the uh, investors of the school. So Ah, I see. Uh, that always helps. Okay. Yeah. Um do you like Cracker Barrel? Well, I can tell you my wife loves it. it uh, <laughs> ah. I'm, I'm going to give you a trivia question now. <clears throat> yes. I'm going to give you a, a Cracker Barrel trivia question. You ready? Yep. All right. Go. Who grinds a lot of the flour and cornmeal for Cracker Barrel? Oh, I have. This should be good. I have no. I have no clue. <laughs> John no Fols has oh, a no tiny care. little outbuilding, barely bigger than this studio we're sitting in, <coughs> that grinds really? tons and tons of corn wow. and wheat for Cracker Barrel. Wow! I had no idea. Very I good. I me neither. Me neither. Huh. How'd you, I mean, where'd you find that information? <laughs> we went to his event, his um, uh, boucherie, about a month ago. And yeah. it's a really interesting place. It's at White Oak Plantation or White Oak Estates outside of Baton Rouge. And it's a big, big main house. And then a lot of little small houses and the little small houses are a smokehouse, a distillery, which cranks out a lot of different stuff, and a mill. And it's, it's a fascinating place. And I, I, you just wouldn't believe this one little mill thing in a little tiny house grinds tons and tons of grain for Cracker Barrel. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I knew I knew I could get you with that trivia question. Go ahead, what? Let me ask you this. What about, uh, I have a trivia question for you. Okay. All right, go. The waitresses or waiters that have 
the stars on their their apron. Do you know what that stands for? No. What is it? How many years that they've been with Cracker Barrel? Oh. Ah, okay. Oh. Well. How old a place is Cracker Barrel? Well, I remember my I little kids were really little when they got started, but that's a long time ago. I want to say the 90s, I huh? Want, no, no, no. It's much earlier than that. I, uh, I went to school in the, in the late 70s, and that's when uh, Cracker Barrel was in Lebanon, Tennessee. Mm, okay. So, so it's been around a while. Anyway, I always, uh, every, any Cracker Barrel I always go to, I always ask the uh, waiter or waitress, do you know where the original Cracker Barrel started? And uh, <laughs> half of them get it, half of them don't. So it's, just, uh-huh. it's fun. It is fun. Well, what is the answer? Wait, Tennessee, I said. Tennessee? Oh. Yeah, I got it right. Lebanon. Lebanon. Okay. Yeah. Le- Le- Lebanon, Tennessee. All right. There we Sounds go. Sounds good. What was the name of the school you went to? It was actually a, uh, a, uh, a boarding school, a military boarding school. It was okay. called ah. Castle Heights, Castle we Heights had Military Academy, mm-hmm. and it's uh, now. I mean, it, it closed in the early '80s, and uh, now it's uh, City Hall for Lebanon, Tennessee. Mm. Okay, are you from here, Mike? Uh, actually, I'm from Ohio originally, but I've been in New Orleans for a long time. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for calling. Right. I appreciate it. All Bye. right. Yeah, thanks for calling. It was fun. Nice hearing from you. It's the food show. I think we've done quite some good damage today. Yes. You know? I don't know what that means, damage. Well, no, it's uh, just a little <laughs> little rolling the bell. 2606368, I am still looking for anyone who has had that Cottage Blues cheesecake. I'm looking for anyone who was moved by our last conversation when Cottage Blues came into the market. And uh, I was marveling at how gorgeous these cheesecakes were, but they were a frozen product. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and? Did and I was wondering if anybody was curious enough to go and get one at Rouse's. Oh, hmm. And now they come up again because I was uh, getting a few things at Rouse's before the show. And I picked up their magazine. And one of the featured articles is about this Cotton Blues Cheesecake, which is an actual place in Hattiesburg or outside of Hattiesburg. And it's a little cafe. That was apparently very famous for its cheesecake. Hmm. And then they decided to start marketing it out of the restaurant. What keeps coming to me is, does does anybody really get excited about going to that place? It, it just. I want to go because yeah. I, I'm... I'm curious about a little place that has the chutzpah to start chutzpah. exporting. Is that like anything like a chutzpah? product? No, that's different. Uh, exporting a product. Uh huh. And I I think that that's how a lot of things get started. Like remember uh, Marie Callender's. Mm hmm. Marie Callender's is a chain in California. Yeah. But you can just, buy their products in the frozen food sections of grocery stores. I never do this, mind you. And it, it, but you can. It's the original location of that is in New England of all things. I don't think so, Tom. I think it's I think it's a Los Angeles. Mm. Chain. I'm I'm going to look it up next, just to be a. You know, I think snaz. I think I think Marie Callender's I, is out of Los Angeles. 
Anyway, um, okay. <clears throat> Doug can find that out. Doug, can you do that in the next two or three minutes? I have to focus on winding up the show here. All right, we got the banana pudding dishes that were still left on the buffet are There's favorite more? Easter egg. Any of those? Favorite uh, Girl Scout cookie. And yeah. I'm glad at least Mike gave me the um, the um, courtesy of uh, of talking about that particular topic, which I don't know. I guess I am unique in noticing things that other people don't notice at restaurants, maybe. I didn't notice the music for a long time, but eating with Tom, it's impossible not to notice music because he talks about it the whole time. But oh, what an idiot. I've become a huge <laughs> fan of Frank Sinatra. You have? <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> a huge fan of Frank Sinatra. And I was just at a restaurant... Oh, it was uh, Forks and Corks on the North Shore, and I loved their Forks Sinatra music that yeah. they played the whole time. That was okay. really, really special. Let's do a little Marie Callender stuff here. All right. 28 <laughs> locations still open. Seven are owned by the company themselves. 21 franchises are in California. we got three franchises, or three restaurants, actually, in Nevada. So it's California and Nevada, California yeah. being the strongest uh, well, it's the strongest because that's where it originated. Marie Callender's is definitely out of the Los Angeles. Doesn't say that it originated there, but you know who cares? I know these things, Doug. What do you think I'm doing here? Oh, <laughs> good question. All right, that's that's for next tomorrow's show. Then. <laughs> a lot of people thinking, what is she doing there? All right, th- we managed to make it through another one. So, uh, good night, everyone. Have a wonderful meal. We will be back tomorrow. You're listening to WWL. 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.